Welcome back, Scary Dolls. Yay. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Carol. And this is, you already know, if you don't know, it's Scary Not Scary scary Podcast. podcast. And we finally made it. It's the 10th 10th episode. episode. (laughs) Woo! Wow, that was awkward. <laughs> that sounded rehearsed, but it wasn't. I promise. Came naturally. <laughs> I'm super excited. We finally hit the double digits. We did. Oh, I thought you were going to say double chin. <laughs> that too. I guess I did. Well, that too. I have one. <laughs> one? <gasps> Are you saying I have two? <laughs> what did you say? She's talking. She said she had one double chin. And you were like, one? I was like, I have two? I heard something else. Oh. But I'm not sure what I heard. I was like, What? <laughs> I I'm swear to you, you say that. Right. I don't know what I heard. That's why I was like, what? What? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Tell me how you really I feel, Mandy. I with y'all today. They're, earlier, they were singing. What were y'all singing? Cheese, Cheese jerky. jerky. Cheese jerky. Cheese jerky and from were, Hannah Montana. They're both bouncing their chestices. <laughs> their booties. <laughs> oh, man. We're finally here. It's our 10th episode. We got some fun stuff for you guys. We're super excited. But first, we want to give huge shout outs to our Patreon donors. Yay. We got two of them. And Yay. we're super excited and super proud. So we want to give a big shout out to our scary doll, Cat. Thank you so much, Cat. And to our ghost and ho, B. <laughs> ghost and ho. We ghost love you ho. both. Thank you very much. We appreciate Thank your you. support. So shout out. Shout out. That's pretty cool. So cool. today's episode is going to be interesting. A little different. Short. A little different. So the first half of our episode, we're going to discuss our research and what we're, our topic is about for this episode. Um, but we went on a ghost tour in our home city, San Antonio. We went on, um, it's called RJA Ghost Tours. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. It was super cold. It was super wet outside. Yes. <laughs> super wet. Really wet. <laughs> we learned a lot of history about our own city. <laughs> so I will say this. San Antonio is haunted. Oh, very haunted. <laughs> very haunted. Apparently. I'm not, not going to lie. Even though I'm scared of stuff, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. We got a couple of snaps of Ashley being scared. <laughs> oh, those are so cool. <laughs> like, we're going to post them. We got uh, like at least three videos of her oh, holding her heart and gasping and her eyes are all big. And she's like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. It's fine. <laughs> was still scary. And we also learned that Ashley's work is extremely haunted. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm quitting. And she's right next door to an extremely haunted building that she has to pass by every morning. It would be oh. mine. It would be. You should look in there, like right at the crack of dawn. Just stick your head in there, in that building. I'm good. I... I'm okay. <laughs> so we got the amazing opportunity to go on this ghost tour and to sit down with Robert and David from RJ Ghost Tour and actually interview them at their office. And it's really fun. So at the end of this, at the end of our research segment, um, we're going to go ahead and put in our interview with them. And some interesting stuff <laughs> happens during the interview. So make sure you stick around and listen to it because they're amazing. But we just want to say thank you so much again to RJ Ghost Tours, Robert and David. You both were, are amazing. We learned so much. We had so much fun with you guys. And we can't wait to collab with you again. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. We learned a lot. I mean, I did. 
Yeah. Ashley, Ashley did too. I did too. Like I, I was really scared, <laughs> but it was really fun. And you like learn a whole, I like the history part of it. Cause there was yeah. like a bunch of stuff that I did not know. I love the humor and the puns. they. Yes. It, it was so much fun. We don't want to give it away, <laughs> yeah. but it was so much fun. It so we highly, highly recommend and you guys. I that it was late at night. Like, yeah. The time yeah. frame, I just, I like yeah. it. So cool. if you're a paranormal freak like us, even if you're not like Ashley, it's okay. You'll still have fun. It was yeah. so much fun. So. It's a great way to see like downtown San Antonio mm-hmm. too. Even if you've lived here your whole life and if you think you know everything about San Antonio, trust me, go. You will learn so much mm-hmm. on this yeah. ghost tour. I learned yeah. so much. I've lived here my whole life and half the stuff he was talking about, I was like, I never even knew this. Yeah. Same, yeah. So was like, it was what? so much fun. So we that. highly recommend go to RJA Ghost Tours, book your ghost tour now. Thank you so much and shout out to you guys. Yeah. Yay. So we're going to harp on into our topics. Harp on in. Because we're trying not to get off track this week, <laughs> even though we always do. Yeah, we do. But it's fine. We'll but be fine. Yesterday was my birthday. Anyways. <laughs> happy birthday. To happy birthday. To you. <laughs> Speeding up a birthday song. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Oh my god, I'm sorry, but that reminded me of that Spongebob episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Most Spongebob. important meal of the day, Gary's way. Ah. <laughs> he walks out. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god, you watch Spongebob too I much. I love Spongebob. <laughs> you love the Bob Sponge. Yes, I do. So, in honor of going on our ghost tour, we decided to cover different paranormal investigators slash ghost hunters, uh, Everybody who's a paranormal freak like us. So we just decided to cover the, I don't know, I, I lost my words. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like, right? Yeah. Paranormal hunter, investigators. investigators, anybody really involved with like that yeah. whole realm. So yeah. we each picked one um, and we're just going to kind of just go around and talk about what we found and give a couple Re- of stories. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I am going to start. <laughs> I picked Mr. Daddy. I'm just kidding. I picked Zach Baggins. I can't even you almost said bagels, right? I did. <laughs> like that episode we did. Okay. <laughs> we just call him Zach. Well, his name is Zachary Alexander. Um, he's actually, his birthday is April 5th. He was born in 1977. He is 42 years old. I did not know he was 42 years old. Really? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> I'm I'm like him. Him. He's handsome. I think he's super handsome. So he graduated high school in 1995 and then he attended a motion picture institute in Michigan. I think he was really big into like movies and production and all that. And then uh, he moved to Vegas because he wanted to start filming documentaries. But when he moved to Vegas, um, I guess he didn't have like, you know, like a job job yet. So he would DJ weddings, which is really I thought that was really cool. Super random. Um, He used to be very skeptical. He always says that at the beginning of Ghost Adventures. I'm pretty sure everyone's watched Ghost Adventures. But um, apparently he came face to face with a ghost of a suicidal woman in his former apartment building in Michigan. So I guess that's kind of what made him believe. And then I guess he just lived there. And then in 2004, he teamed up with Nick and Aaron and they produced Ghost Adventures. And... um, I feel like 2004 was like yesterday and it's a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh so um, I'm old. I'm, I feel old because I remember I used to watch it with like my aunts and stuff, Ghost Adventures. 
And um, so a lot of people would like criticize him because you know how you know how he is like, hey, ghost, fucking come over here, bitch. Like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he's always like talking. He shit taunts to the, the ghost. he taunts the spirits. Yeah, yeah. But what I did notice or I mean, now that he said it is um, he said he only taunts the bad spirits. So like if you notice, it's whenever there's a spirit that scratches people or pulls their hair that's when he's like come fight me you know oh, it's not always because that makes sense <laughs> maybe he's like yeah. one of those like come get me instead of them i'll i'll take the blow yeah instead. oh that's sweet but that's also inviting it in yeah I, I don't get me wrong i, I love ghost adventures yeah. but i don't agree with him when he does that when like, he that's fight, putting yeah. him in danger so that's true I yeah like that. That, i didn't think about that either yeah. i just thought oh he's sweet he went you know? Yeah, but that's also like making himself vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, then in 2016, he had a show called Deadly Possessions. Um, mm. So it's featuring his haunted museum that's located in Vegas. And the show just, uh, I guess, just follows Zach around as he like looks for items for this haunted museum that he has. Um, and now this is the most important part the haunted museum it's my favorite i really want to go there one day we should all go so in october 2017 zach opened the haunted museum in vegas so this museum has 33 rooms with lots of stuff on display and you have to sign a waiver to get in because it's that haunted i'm good no we're gonna go (laughs) we're gonna go our 20th episode Ooh, that sounds cool i mean i like vegas so (laughs) so um they have to sign a waiver and the tour takes about an hour and a half and you can't just go all willy-nilly like someone's walking you through these hallways and telling you about them like wow yeah so some of the stuff he has is Bella Lugosi's mirror. That's one of them. He was an actor that played Dracula in 1931. Apparently, this mirror is very bad luck because this guy. I don't remember. I read something about people would get murdered in front of that mirror or something. And that mirror was the only witness, something like that. I didn't really get into detail, but that mirror is a very bad luck. Um Dybbuk box. I know you kind of know what a Dybbuk box is. Yes, I do. It's a box and it holds it holds um spirits or demons and you cannot open it or they'll come out. Oh, he has no. that. I think didn't Post Malone open that box and now he had bad luck. He was in a car accident. He was in a Bitch. lot of bad stuff like started Post happening Malone to him. Did it and then there's a YouTube channel that I watch, Mindseed TV. Um, he does. He does a video where he opens up a box. <gasps> oh, and too. then the as soon as he opens it, his cross in the background falls. Fell. It falls, yeah. to and the he ground. had to leave his house for like twenty four hours. His dog was acting weird. His dog had like bumps all over her face. <gasps> like, yeah, it was really bad. Oh, yeah. you watch hell it. Mine's no! TV on YouTube. It's you know, really good. and they sell Dybbuk boxes. I know I'm getting off topic, but they sell Dybbuk boxes like on eBay. Yeah, oh, hell like, yeah. People, people do like people go and buy the dubic boxes on ebay and they do an opening like unboxing youtube videos on them there's You're so many kidding. out there no yeah, girl, there's people oh who really God. do that on YouTube. there's so many people doing like all these paranormal unboxings and stuff oh they're so yeah. stupid sometimes i'm tempted to do it i know me too but yeah, i don't but know I, I doesn't mean i'm gonna do it but <laughs> yeah um so he Jeez. has that dubic boxer and i think that's so when post malone opened it at that know. at that museum yes and oh. then um also he has a doll it's very famous it's called peggy the doll and the doll makes people sick when they look at her like there's been people that start throwing up and they can't handle being in the same like is she a room as her i 
I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) But like you do have to sign a waiver again to get in because I also there's been people that fainted. Um, And I just like that's pretty much all I have. But I do know something I didn't know about him is that he co-wrote a book with an author named Kelly Krigger. And the book is called Dark World. I haven't read this book, but I think I'm going to look for it. So, wow. I don't know. I just try to keep everything short and sweet because I talk too much sometimes. <laughs> That's why. But I just wanted to focus on Zach. Wow. From Ghost Adventures. That's I didn't crazy. know he was a DJ. That's so super random. <laughs> That's one thing when Gotta I, make when, that I was money. Read it, when I read it, I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of music he played. Techno. <laughs> <laughs> he played. <laughs> Techno. He played a bunch of Selena. <laughs> bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. Yeah, that's what he played. It's pretty much oh all I got. Crazy. I should have hired him from AC16. You should have. <laughs> no, imagine he just plays like a bunch of what? What do people listen to in Vegas? Techno? <laughs> Disco? I don't know. The Bee Gees? I don't know. Zach, the Bee Gees. Zach, you should send us an email and let us know what you, what kind of music you DJ. Yeah, please um, attach a picture of yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Shirtless for Cato. Girl. <laughs> she needs a daddy. I'm just kidding, John. You're her daddy. Come on, John. Don't get mad. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Like, Tim, like when he was um, editing episode eight. With Mr. Nightmare? When I kept oh. saying Daddy Nightmare, he like put it on like recording oh, over yeah, and over. He He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's your daddy? I'm like, no. And then when the, you said Mrs. Me, Nightmare. Our new fool's my daddy. <laughs> my dad. He was uh, not Mrs. Nightmare, Mrs. Charles. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Cut sweet and short. Yay. I mean, I'll try to make mine short. but <laughs> Same. No, that's... But mine's kind of long, but... I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. We'll be okay. Even if we go over a little. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I decided to do mine on Paranormal State. Um, it was a show on A&E. So, um, and the main investigator, his name is Ryan Buell. Have you heard of him? Uh, it sounds familiar. Him? No. Mm-mm. Kind no. of. Okay. So the show, uh, Paranormal State, first aired on A&E December 10th, 2007. Through May 2nd, 2011, it's six seasons with 84 episodes. The show follows Pennsylvania State University Paranormal Research Society, a student-led college club. So it was a college club. Whoa. So this guy, Ryan Buell, he, I actually downloaded his um, biography book that he wrote about the first episode and just kind of like how he got started in the paranormal research and stuff. So basically he said that growing up, he had a lot of paranormal experiences that tormented him as a child. He went to his family about it or his parents. They didn't really believe him. He would try to talk about it with friends. They called him a liar. So like he grew up being terrified and to the point to where he couldn't even go to his family about it because they didn't believe him at all. So when he became a teenager, um, he got into books and reading a lot. He came across a couple of paranormal research books by different uh, paranormal investigators and one specifically that he talks about is um, a demonology book that um, Ed and Lorraine Warren wrote. Mm-hmm. So he said that reading about it, he was like, oh, wow, like there's people out there that actually research this stuff. So he did a bunch of like high school essays on this. People called him like I think it was uh, people called him like a ghost boy or paranormal boy <laughs> in high school because that's he loved yeah. the paranormal. He loved reading about it, everything. 
So that's when he got to high school. I mean, high school. Um, he graduated high school. He went to Penn State and he was um, he went for a job. I think it was like a job training in the cafeteria or something. I think it was the cafeteria. I honestly I can't remember. Um, but he went into a job training and they had to like go around in a circle and say like, you know, something a little bit about themselves. And for some reason he said, oh, I'm a paranormal investigator. I like to research the paranormal. And everybody just kind of looked at him all crazy. Well, the manager, um, before everybody left, stopped and was like, you know what? That's funny that you say that. You know, a lot of people say that there's some paranormal activity going on in the library. Mm-hmm. So that's when he decided to put a club together named the Paranormal Research Society, a.k.a. PRS. So he put a bunch of flyers up around the school. They had some interest. um, And that's how the club became known. And Halloween 2011, a Penn State student named Cindy Song went missing. There was no leads for seven months. April 2002, she was still missing. Ryan couldn't stop thinking about this, about what happened, because in their very first case, there was a girl that um, was studying in the library. She got shot and killed and fell over. And the guy that shot her, whoever shot her, ran off and left. So nobody ever found her killer. Mm-hmm. So their the PRS, their very first paranormal investigation was at the library at the school. And they tried contacting her. And like it was like a malevolent spirit. Like she couldn't rest. And they were assuming it's because she she's not at peace. Somebody killed yeah. her. You know, so he was thinking about that case that happened years ago. You know, this girl, somebody shot and killed her. So then he started thinking about this student that went missing. He was like, you know what? I have to help somehow. So eventually the media stopped covering the story about Cindy being missing. So he took the step and went ahead and called the police and said, what would y'all think about having a a psychic come on board? And he up front says that he's kind of skeptic about psychics. Like when he meets Mm -hmm. a psychic, he's like, I want them to prove to me that they can really do this. Because there's a lot of people out there that claim that they have psychic abilities and they really don't. And they charge like an arm and a leg or they cheat. You know what I mean? So... He ends up bringing bringing a psychic on the case. And surprisingly, the police were like, yeah, we'll take all the help that we can get. This will bring more media to the case. This will reopen up the case. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, the media came onto the case. They were blasting it, you know, all over the news and all that stuff. Well, Paranormal Research Society ended up getting a lot of publicity because of it. And Ryan Buell's name got passed around. So he got contacted by Emmy-nominated producer and president of Four Seasons Productions. Her name is Betsy Sketcher. Um, She contacted him and asked him if he would be interested in doing a show. Oh, so he kind of like went back and forth. So him and Serge, Serge is actually part of, let's see, uh, Serge, he's their tech specialist. So he's been with PRS since the beginning. And he's a really good friend of Ryan's. And um, they went ahead and put a bunch of like clips together of like investigations that they kind of recorded, sent it in. They got the phone call. They wanted to go ahead and move on with the show. So they actually sent a producer with him to shoot a couple of like scenes here and there. And in the middle of this, I think it was, so during uh, Ryan's senior year, October, 2004 through May, 2005, he was involved in two cases that overlapped each other and it turned into him helping families fight a demon entity. So remember this, this is important. Okay. So because he fought this demon entity, um, the priest told him, since you made yourself known that you helped this family with this demon entity, the demon now knows you and it's always going to remember you. Wow. So you need to make sure you protect yourself. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I got like chills <laughs> when you said that. Yeah. So after the show was a hit for a go to, you know, to go ahead and start filming, suddenly PRS like got a whole bunch of members that wanted to join. It mm. went from like jocks to people that were like in sororities, drama people. Like they're like, oh, are y'all hiring for actors or actresses? And he's like, no, like this is like a real show. So he wanted to make PRS as professional as possible. So he went ahead and made up this curriculum for the club. So in order to join the club, you have to take a semester-long training class. You have to meet once a week, five exams, write a 10-page research essay, then go on three paranormal investigations. Every student had to keep up their GPA, so they even, like, track their oh, curriculum wow. and everything. Dang. So you start off as a candidate, then a trainee, then an assistant investigator, field investigator, field marshal, admiral marshal, and then the last is the director. Damn. So a couple of the people that were on the show and had stuck with PRS since the beginning was, um, of course, Ryan Buell. He's the director, occult specialist, Elfie Music, tech specialist, Serge. I can't say his last name. I'm so sorry, Serge. I can't say your last name. Uh (laughs) Case manager, Katrina Weidman. She's my favorite. I love her. Yes, she's my favorite. Um, Case manager, I'm sorry, team documentarian, um, Heather Tidy. I call him skeptic because he comes out in the last few um, seasons. Him is Chad Kalik and he's a super skeptic. But when stuff happens to him, he gets scared. (laughs) So he's one of the investigators, too. And then a few psychics that get on his show uh, is uh, Michelle Ballinger. She's one of the psychic mediums that go on Chip Coffee. He's one of like the main psychics that goes on there and helps Ryan. And of course, he worked with Lauren Warren a couple of times, too. And she's on the show. Yeah, she she's she helps him with a couple of episodes. Um, and then there's one episode two specifically that she helps them on too. So yeah, it's really cool. Like the, I love this show. I was obsessed it. with it. I've I have never all the seasons. Even heard of this. I have all these seasons on DVD at my house. Y'all can come over and we can watch them. I'm uh, yeah. to date. <laughs> so just to kind of name a few investigations, their their pilot episode was about a little boy whose family claimed that he was seeing spirits, and it was, you know causing an effect to him like he was very quiet he was closed off he didn't trust anybody he was scared he didn't want to sleep in his bed his parents they were already kind of having marital problems and I didn't know this and this isn't in the first episode but Ryan puts in the book that the parents there's all they have a daughter who's also ill and she's she has a terminal illness so like she's you know she's not going to make it that long so that Uh, you know with the sick child and what's going on with their youngest son and like their marriage isn't that great so it caused a lot of stress with the family so they went ahead and reached out to ryan ryan and his team went out there they went ahead and um investigated so the little boy was claiming to see a specific spirit he named he named him timmy and he said that Timmy was always there. Timmy was always talking to him. They go downstairs. They actually get a child psychologist to go down there to rule out any, like, other, you know, um, psychological illnesses. And the, pretty much a psychologist is like, no, like, he's telling the truth. Like, he's a happy, healthy child. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's something going on, but it's nothing that's psychological. Like, this is really happening to him. Yeah. So he does that a lot. He puts their the people that they investigate through all these different um tests before they actually take on the case so he does like good research on it wow so basically um what they find out from the parents is that when they moved onto the land in the backyard there was all this wooded area and trees so they cut down the trees they ended up finding a body 
Ooh. And they they called the police. This guy was holding the gun in his hand, and they're assuming that maybe he it was suicide related. Well, this was somebody that was missing for a while now. So by the time they found his body, he was like decayed and stuff. But they never told mm. their son that, obviously. Yeah. So the little boy was always saying that Timmy always had something around his neck. Well, when they start doing an investigation about this guy, Timmy, they start talking to his family, his neighbors, and Timmy always wore headphones around his neck or on his um. head. So um, one of the neighbors, or I think it was a neighbor or a family member had a group photo of Timmy um, with like, a, it was like a wedding that he was in. And Ryan went ahead and showed the photo to the little boy and he pointed out to who Timmy was. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he was like, it was he lying? Maybe. But... From I, what I can tell from my gut feeling is that this little boy legitimately knew like who it was. This is who it was, and it, it would take a lot for parents to really coach him to do that. Mm-hmm. On top of the other problems that they have going yeah. on, yeah. so that was their pilot True. episode. Um, another episode they did one that actually co- coincided with San Antonio. So really? they went to they went to Vegas. There was a girl claiming that there is a spirit named Emily that was waking her up at night. They went ahead and did all this investigation. They were looking for a girl named Emily in, in Nevada. They couldn't find anybody. They end up finding a case that's in San Antonio, a girl that died um, that was from San Antonio. So they came to San Antonio and Katrina came and interviewed the family, but they didn't want to be on camera. Turns out that this spirit that this girl is seeing was telling her that she was pregnant. She was 14 years old. She was um, raped, X, Y, and Z, all this stuff. She knew things about this girl's death that nobody else knew. And so when Katrina went and talked to the family, she said, hey, so, you know, we have this girl. We're doing an investigation now and blah, blah, blah. And she says that Emily was pregnant. Well, Katrina calls Ryan and was like, hey, so I just talked to the family and nobody knew that Emily was pregnant. They didn't put it in the obituary. Like the family didn't want anybody to know. So there's no way that this girl could have known that she was pregnant. Emily was pregnant. Well, Emily was raped and killed. And um, the girl that was seeing her, the little girl that they were doing an investigation on, she was abused by her stepfather. And so they said that it was like a living girl and a dead girl found each other. Oh, yeah. But she was from San Antonio. Emily, the dead girl, she was from San Antonio. So they ended up doing a ritual to help her cross over. And so Chip Coffee ends up taking over her and becomes her mentor and stuff. Oh, wow. So Ryan and like Ryan Buell and like his team and like this show, it's, yeah, they capture like paranormal sightings and stuff, but it's also about helping families and getting them through stuff. So that's why I love it so much because a lot of the paranormal shows that you see, it's just people wanting to like get evidence or yeah you know what i mean but they actually help people and it's so good you know what that reminds me of i saw that with you one time it, it's Maybe, gonna be so yeah. like cheesy but it reminds me of um the show ghost whisperer yes right yeah okay that's, that's exactly what it reminds mm-hmm. me of yeah i'm gonna talk about one more story of his and i'll, I'll move on sorry so in season two 2008 there is an episode called i am six so right off the bat, they knew that they were possibly going into a demonic case. So they go to the church for sanctuary. They get blessed. They talk to the priest. The priest is like, you need to protect yourself, blah, blah, blah. So weeks before this and episodes before this leading up to it, Ryan starts talking about the case that he did his senior year of college. And this, the name of the demon from that from those two cases keep replaying in his head like the name he keeps dreaming about the name he keeps dreaming about the demon and it's almost like the demon was taunting him saying i'm coming for you 
So when he lands this case, this girl turns out to be possessed by that same demon. Dang. That he helped the other two families with years before. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they end up helping her. He calls Lorraine Warren, gets advice from her. Chip Coffee's there helping. They talk to the family. And this girl's thinking that it's the house. She doesn't even realize that it's her. Oh, wow. So the priest is there, Ryan, Chip. They actually talk to the parents and they're like, you know, is the, it, this is a possession. You know, can, can you confirm that this is oppression and possession? And the parents just start crying. And the dad's like... You know, I can I can say it, it is oppression, but I can't get past the fact that it's possession. He was like, but there was one time where I walked into the room and she was crouched in the corner. He was like, and her, she grinned at me and like her teeth went over her mouth and she had like a Shoshire's cat mm. smile on her face, like a grin. So they're like, do you give me permission to talk to your daughter? He's like, because I think that this is going to be, we're going to have to do an exorcism on her to help her because she was being abused like this entity was trying to drown her while she was taking a bath I don't know if sexual stuff was happening they kind of insinuated that it did but they didn't really come out with it on the show but you kind of insinuate during the episode that that's what happened um so they end up talking to the girl and she keeps saying it's the house it's the house and the priest is like no honey it's not the house it's you you're possessed and she just starts crying so she goes ahead and agrees to go on with the with the um, exorcism that day of the exorcism they decide to do it the next day in the morning because they don't like to do it at night and literally right before they're about to start it like gets super dark and windy outside and it's about to rain Hmm. yeah it's so crazy the whole episode's crazy so end up helping her um and then they end up picking up a case episodes or two episodes or a season later and they go to kentucky This um, lady's brother ends up um, killing himself. She's talking about the demon and Chip is there and Chip's saying this, whatever this demon is, is saying, I I am coming back for her. I'm coming back for her. And he gets a phone call from that girl's father and says, it's back. Oh, so they had to go back. So then there's another episode called I am six, a return of I am six. And they have to go back. And this time they actually get rid of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's really good. Like that whole like, it was super scary. I remember I sat down and I watched it with my mom and I was like, oh my God. Mm, I need to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. so there's there's a lot of really good episodes on here. It's it's just so good. I really high, highly recommend this show. But Ryan did go off the deep end. Um, so in 2016, Ryan was arrested for two felony charges related to theft and stolen property. So basically what was happening, he was saying that he was going to do a, something called a um, dead tour. And he went ahead and put out tickets for everybody to buy tickets. So this was like $80,000 worth of tickets that people were paying like around the world, Canada, across overseas. And he was canceling shows or it was the day of the show and he wouldn't show up. All this stuff was happening. So in 2014, the incident... So this was in 2014. It was not the first time that this that he had canceled shows. So in 2012, he did the same thing. He said that he was going to do the show. And then he canceled because he said he was fighting pancreatic cancer. And I remember this. Well, late 2013, Buell told People Magazine that he was close to readmission and he was ready to start up the tour again. So they went ahead and put tickets out on sale in 2014. And yet, several shows later, he canceled. So he was pocketing the money. Wow. So Ryan's mother posted on Facebook, and I quote, 
Please stop enabling his situation by sending money, buying tickets to events that may never occur, buying merchandise slash phone calls you may never get, paying money to watch watch him on Twitch, giving him offers of shelter. I'm pleading with you out of the love for my son. I'm frightened by what his situation is. He's ill and not from cancer. His family knows the real story. You all need to stop believing his lies and stop enabling him. Please stop buying tickets. So it turns out that he was on drugs. (gasps) heroin um, and actually surge which which is um their tech um and i didn't know this but they were boyfriends like they were together yeah oh wow i didn't i didn't know this at all but they were together well um i actually found his blog last night and i didn't know he had a blog because i wanted to see where he was at today so between he says and i quote between 2010 and 2017 i was shivering under king vicodin and king heroin i was also bent to the knee to king meth and queen ghb by my rise to fame is quite documented so is the fall and i stumbled quite spectacularly i was depressed long before i discovered the temporary relief that any drug would lend so basically him and Serge were codependent it was super bad um it got to the point to where they're like domestic violence was happening um he ended up going to jail and going to um I think it was the penitentiary. Like he, they, they locked him up for a while. He was forced to get clean, and now he's better. So, um, yeah. So he says at the end of his blog, and I quote, "Things are getting better with every passing month. Sure, there are ups and downs, but through it all, I'm living life. We all have a lot of goals to set for 2019 and 2020. I plan to take on cases again starting in the fall. We are planning to reopen a PRS office in 2020." Thank you all for cheering me on and reading my random post. I promise I'll try harder and throw out and throw more out there. Thank you. I love you. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. You got better. Yeah. So a lot of people, and I was reading the comments and a lot of people said that the reason why he fell so hard is because all the people that he helped, they're saying that he let the demons get the best of him. So they're saying it was more like a spiritual like battle that he was battling and he couldn't take it anymore and gave in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because he did so much good, you know, and like PRS, like when they did these cases, they didn't charge anybody. Like they, they just. All they did was they did their investigations, made the clients go through different rounds of testing before they actually took it to make sure that it was a real case and to to debunk whatever else there was. But I'm glad he's doing better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 But it's just crazy how he did all this good and he had like this This major, major, yeah, this major fall, got arrested. I don't know if it was jail or prison, but one of those two. Um, and now he's doing better. And hey, yeah. that's good. Th- that yeah. is so bad. Yeah, that's good though. That and was- um, I know Serge. He's either married or he's gonna get married to some girl. I'm not sure where, where Elfie and the other ones are at, but Katrina for sure. She's on a show called Paranormal Lockdown. Mm-hmm. It's on the Travel Channel. It's oh, really I've good seen it. too. Boom. Yeah, she's she's one of my favorites. But she has her own paranormal show. Wow. It's one of her um, co-stars. That's I forgot crazy. his name, but. Yeah, so that's Paranormal State. So you guys should go and watch it. It's really good. I tried to summarize it, but oh well. It was really good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yours was like really good. But then halfway through when you start talking about the those two certain cases, I was like... <laughs> Were you like, but, stop talking, stop bad. talking. I, yeah. I just was like, this is like whatever. And this is what he did. Bam. <laughs> you know, I have really good stuff. No, it's, but you just scared me. You know, but... 
I don't know how to summarize shit. I have to say everything. Y'all know how I am with my research. <laughs> well, I, I was really proud of myself this time because I don't usually have that much research. And this, I, there's a reason I why. Know, I, I see I your know. papers. Yeah. Really, I'm so excited to hear yours because you, you said, I want to go last. And yeah. I was like, ooh. So, I'm all eyes and ears. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to go last mm-hmm. is because I'm doing Harry Price. Do y'all know who he is? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that, I'm excited. <laughs> that is the whole reason because he basically ties into both of yours. Mm. So, basically, Harry Price. If y'all don't know him, he was a um, like paranormal and psychic researcher. And basically his entire main job before he got into the paranormal was technically to like debunk psychics. So he would basically like, oh, there's a psychic. OK, let me go and see. And then he'd be like, no, like this is what they did. This is the evidence that I have that he's like he or she's fake, like blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So that's what that's what his whole thing was. And so he was born in the 1800s. Um, no, not 1800s, sorry, 1880s, and he was born in London, and then um, he actually became interested in, like, the paranormal when he saw a magician, um, like, his performance at the age of 15, and then at the age of 15, him and a friend decided to um, get permission to go into, like, this haunted manor, and they like recorded stuff like they got like they heard footsteps, they heard like, you know, creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's when he kind of like started switching to like the investigation part of it. And then um, he did his first the first physical investigation was that one with his friend. And so it, technically it like was like a fail because there was nothing to prove this. So he was kind of like, OK, but they were like, oh, it's still cool. And then so after that, he went to school and then he did like tons of different jobs. And um, but his main one was he was a journalist. And so he married this woman uh, named Mary McKnight. And she was actually like wealthy. She was she was an heiress and she was like she had all this money. So basically he became what you want to be. Is like a wealthy ghost hunter, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So basically he worked like as a journalist, but he was basically like a ghost hunter, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyways. So by the 1920s is when he started actually getting his investigation um, career going. And um, when he was like debunking psychics, he actually came across this girl named Stella. And Stella didn't know that she was like a medium. So she would like say, oh, there's like all these creepy stuff happening in my house. You know, things are falling over. There's like cold spots, like blah, blah, blah. So he decided to like investigate her and see what's going on. And so he would do like sittings is what they called them, but they were seances. And so, yeah, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Damn. Caught her at the right time. He almost got her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So basically um, when he started doing all this with um, Stella, he wanted to like make sure that he – documented all this stuff to make sure that he knew what was happening what was going on so he actually started like inventing his own equipment Mm -hmm. they would like measures like stuff that she would do they would measure like um if something would fall they'd have like these weird um uh 
What was it? It was like a cage. Like he had like this cage, right? And they put like all these different like instruments in there, but it was covered like with glass on top of it. So the only way for it to move would be like if a psychic or something made it move and things in there would move when she, when they would do the seances with her. Mm. And then he um, made this little like light that was like, if you, if it got decompressed, this little red light would turn on. But it would sit, like, in the middle of the table. No one would be touching it. He'd make, like, everybody, like, get away from it. And the light would, like, turn on, like, every now and then when she was there. When she was gone, it it wouldn't. So that's how he would, like, measure stuff. Mm. And so he did another test, and she actually was able to levitate, like, a table. So, Damn. yeah, it's, like, really crazy. And so that thing that he made was called a telekinetic scope or something like that. That's the little light that he made. And um, so they were doing the seances and they did about like 11 the first time. They did 11 seances. And then she wanted to stop. She's like, no, like I can't take it anymore. Like I'm going to get a new job. Like I can't risk that. I want to get married. You know, I need to stop. So they stopped. And then um, he started taking on like other cases. But then she came back because stuff was like starting to happen at the new job or wherever she was at, stuff started to happen. So then they did another series of like seances and it was just basically like him recording all this information. So then he started doing other ones and he did Eleanor Reagan, I think is her name. And basically this little, it was a little girl and um, she would hear like footsteps in her house. She would hear um, like whispers, you know, everything like that. And then, so he helped her. It doesn't really say much about her, but he helped her with that one. And then another guy named Rudy. So Rudy was kind of like the same as the other girl. Um, he would like hear weird things. He would hear whispers. So he basically with him, though, like found out that he was kind of like a fake. Like he was just saying these things just to get like publicity. So he debunked him. Mm. But then after that, he turned to investigating haunted houses and bizarre like phenomenon. And so an example of that is in Germany, this, I thought this was funny, but in Germany, um, he traveled to Germany and there was like supposedly this spell that would turn a mountain goat into a man. So he, what? yeah, <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> funny. <do> that. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, he went to Germany and he basically like debunked it, but because he was doing all of this stuff, like people ridiculed him a lot. They said like, oh, you're crazy. You know, why are you doing this? They made fun of him. They were like, oh, he's a fake. All the stuff that he's putting out, like he's doing it himself somehow, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So then the one case that changed his entire life and his entire career and pretty much like <laughs> literally set the tone for what paranormal and ghost hunters do today. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to go last because he mm. basically like set the path for all of the paranormal ghost hunters and every single like equipment thing that they use, the way that they like take down um, like notes and all their like research. He basically like set the path for everybody. So he's like the father of ghost hunting. Well, yeah, daddy. So <laughs> he's the founding father. He's the, the founding, founding daddy. Yeah. So that case is the... The Burley Rectory House, Rectory House, and it's in um, Essex, right? So this house he had heard was like super duper haunted. And so what he did was basically what a lot of the researchers do today. So um, he heard of this house. He's like, okay, let me go check it out. So he started like interviewing some of the staff, like the maids, um, some of the like the workers that were on the field. 
um, he even like interviewed a lot of like the um, locals Mm -hmm. like around like in the little town. And then he actually even stayed in the house for a year because they wanted to like give it to him and like, oh, why don't you buy the house? And he's like, "Mm, no, but I'll rent it for a year. So he actually stayed there for an entire year (laughs) in this house. Like he lived there. But that's like he documented so much like in this house. And it was rumored to like be built like on top of like haunted, like a haunted ground pretty much or like sacred ground. So that's why there was a whole bunch of like stuff going on. But the main one that he found was there was like um, people would see this nun like out in the front yard, like just like walking by. She never like did anything to anybody, but they would just notice her. And 14 people, there were 14 counts of people seeing her. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to figure out like what happened to her, like what's going on. And they would hear like, um, like whispers. They would hear footsteps. Some things would like fall off. Some doors and stuff would be locked or unlocked. Um, The townspeople would be like, hey, like there's um, lights on. Um, when there's not supposed to be, like, there's nobody there. And so um, when he was living in there, he um, – hold on. I lost my place. Did you – are you are you reading sideways? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote I sideways. <laughs> I ran out of room. I didn't want to go in the back. So I wrote sideways. Get another paper. Sorry, guys. If y'all hear a baby crying in the background, that's my Sabrina. <laughs> She wants to be on the podcast. Yes, she does. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, like, he, um, when he lived there, he carefully documented all of his findings, mm-hmm. right? So he basically created, like, a blueprint, basically. And then he actually wrote two books based on this house. So the first one is called The Most Haunted House in England, and it was written in 1940. And then the second one is The End of Borley Rectory. And that was made in 1946. So he's got two books out. So basically this entire case took him like 10 years to like pretty much put together. So all of his findings, him living there, um, you know, interviewing like all the locals. And he left and then came back because there was like the people that took it over and they started living there. It was like a reverend, like in his wife or Mm -hmm. something. And um, they would like hear things, you know, like in there so they called him because they knew that he had been there before so he had to come back and he like did even more research and found like more stuff like in there so he basically it said that he coined the name the ghost hunters kit because he like had these like tape measures that would measure like the thickness of the wall and he could like find like hidden like passages or anything in there and then he perfected the use of the still camera so like the pictures Mm -hmm. he would take them um and when he did his very first house um when he was like 15 they tried to take a picture so they could have evidence but they put too much of the flash powder in there so it didn't work so after that i thought it was funny because they were like he perfected the camera now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, Girl, it was like a powder. Yeah. Back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he even was, I don't know if he was the first person, but I guess like first ghost hunting person to use a remote control motion picture camera so he could actually like document all of his stuff. I, re- I remember reading about that too. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty Dang. cool. But yeah, so he like interviewed the maid and um, they held a seance inside the house. And um, the blue room is what it was called. And that's where mostly like all the activity they were saying was coming from. Mm -hmm. And nothing like really showed itself or happened. But they said that the creepiest thing was like they had like a little piece of soap on the floor. And it kind of just like jumped, like jumped up in there. So 
they returned to the house after a year. And then, so this other guy moved in there and they actually found the remains of the, well, later on we find out it's, it's the nun. Yeah. But they like find some remains under there. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to like take photographs of it. So the photographer took like, there was a piece of like the jaw like of her jaw or whatnot. And they said um, they had someone go in there and they pretty much examined it and were like, yeah, like it could be from like a female. So he took the jaw and put it like on something and he was going to start like taking pictures of it. And that an oil lamp fell like in the, in the room. So this house like pretty much burned down because of that. So he was going to take pictures of the jaw and like an oil lamp just fell over. It was like, nope, no, you're not. Exactly. And basically burned down like, the whole Everything. house. I've read a lot about that. Like when people are like investigators, they're going to do a certain something with mm-hmm. like stuff in like a haunted house or a haunted location and something happens for them to like, yeah, not be able to document it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like the house is no longer there, but um, the townspeople still say that they still hear things and see things. But because since the house burned down, the ghosts and spirits have nowhere to be. So they just moved over next door to the church. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that makes sense. They were like, <laughs> we're just in the new house. <laughs> Let me pack my shit, my ghost shit, and go. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Harry Price. He's basically the father of ghost hunting. He's the founding father. Yeah. Damn. He's the, the Lord. Yeah. Because all of his like blood. research and stuff from this house, particularly, is like, it's in it's in the two of the books, too. Like, you can see like all mm-hmm. of his stuff. He pretty much like, did everything that you're and supposed to I do. I think Ryan actually read one of his books. Really? I remember reading that in his biography. He said that he read one of Harry Price's books. The the most the most famous one is that um most haunted house in England. That might be that one. I need to look at his biography again, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. That's why I wanted to go last. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's it makes so sense. cool. Yeah. I thought it was pretty Yeah, cool. well. But I'm like it's Every time, like, I see stuff about Harry Price, I'm like, how did how did you, like, figure out that if you make these kind of gadgets, it's what's going to capture know. the paranormal? Mm-hmm. Smart. Man. Well, I guess because he was like, um, he was like a, um, what should we call it? Where do I have it? He was like a, not a, a scientist. Psychiatrist. Yeah, like something like that. I know I had he it was with somewhere. all the gits, the gitches and gadgets of everything. He was he was a Brit, a psychic, a British psychic researcher and author. So he yeah. like knew he like studied a lot of yeah. like psychic. that's so cool. Well, thank you, Harry Price. Yay! You planted you the, the seed. He planted of it. the paranormal world. You the bomb. <laughs> you the bomb. dot com. Shout out. <laughs> Shout Wait, out. Because I literally typed into Google most famous ghost hunting investigators, and he popped up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like five, and there was like some two other people, and then um, Ed and Lorraine, and I was like, I'm not doing them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the I first people Ed that. Lorraine, that's Lorraine. the first people that pop up. Yeah. yeah. Ed and Lorraine. So. I love them. They're the OGs too. OGs. Yep. OG, OG, OG. Yes. Hello, hello. <laughs> so we have a special guest. Yay. <laughs> I love her. Sabrina. Say hi, Sabrina. She didn't want to be with Tim anymore, so <laughs> she wanted mommy. <laughs> so let's see if she talks. She wanted me. Can you introduce yourself? Just breathe in. 
She's like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I love her. So, so the OG man. The OG man. Yes. Um, I highly recommend everybody to watch Paranormal State, though. It's really good. We could totally have a watch party at my house. I'm okay. I have all the seasons. What kind of watch should I bring? Um, <laughs> Rolex. <A> Rolex. <laughs> Me with the grandma like joke. Fossil watches. <laughs> Hello, Sabrina. <laughs> I love her. The camera. Scary just did not something. scary podcast featuring Sabrina Jean. <laughs> <laughs> the the camera just did something. I don't know what it did. Oh, it went. It captured a ghost. Can I or not take that home and edit it? <laughs> or maybe it's like, I'm going to stop recording, y'all. <laughs> What's Scary Not Scary podcast without some technical issues? <laughs> nothing, I say. Nothing. Nothing. We're nothing without our technical issues. <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love all of our topics. I love what we covered. We did good. Um, being good job. Cocky AF. Why? F. Why? Cocky F. Why are you being cocky? Because I'm saying what we covered was awesome. Oh, yeah. No, you're not being cocky. This is episode 10. Hello. (laughs) You're not being cocky. It's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being a big one. Mm, A big what? Dick. Cock. (laughs) Yum. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Take that out. Oh, my God. Why did I say that? What the fuck is wrong? Because you're nasty. (laughs) You're a nasty little witch. I know. Conchina. Okay, guys. So we talked a lot. We talked a lot. Um, we tried, but you know we love to talk. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so we would just like to say thank you all for listening. We're on episode ten. Yeah, finally. 10. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, podcast apps, Spotify, everything, mm-hmm. all of the major. How do you say it? Social medias. No. Platforms. Platforms. All the major platforms. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our personal Snapchats. Send us your stories, please. Yeah. Check out our website. What do we have to do to get stories from you guys? Yeah, we haven't got one in a while. Mm -mm. Send them to us. us. Okay, how about this? Make one up and send it. This could be another giveaway. If we want to do it. This could be. Okay. I'm down. Spontaneous giveaway? Yes. Spontaneous giveaway. The first five people that send us stories to our Gmail account, scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com, will get free stickers. (gasps) Free stickers, Free stickers for the first five people that can send us y'all ghost stories. Or send us ghost stories. We'll get free stickers. Sounds like do a plan. It. Do it. Do Hurry. it. Now. Start Let typing. me repeat. We're going to do a random giveaway. The first five people that could send us any kind of stories, paranormal. If you want to send us short stories that you wrote, we'll take those too. Mm-hmm. Any kind of stories you want to send us, we'll read them. So we'll read them. And then first five people will get free stickers. Scary Not Scary Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or if you can't go to the Gmail, then you can go to our website, scarynotscarypodcast.com and click it in the contact us button. Contact us button. Yes. 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 And don't forget to look at our Patreon. Become a Patreon donor if you'd like. It's up to you. Either way, we'll appreciate you just listening to us. Mm -hmm. But that'll help us get um, merch, um, more equipment, 
expand on this beautiful studio that Drew built for us. Mm -hmm. um, we can help mm -hmm. him get more equipment to make our audio and our everything better. So please, please, please check out our Patreon. We have different tiers. And we can go on more ghost tours. Yes. We can go to haunted places. Haunted locations. We could record them because we have a YouTube channel now. So make sure you yeah. like yeah. and subscribe. You like how I put that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in there. Um, so right now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and cut into our interview with RJA Ghost Tours. RJA ghost stories so make sure you listen it's pretty cool and some creepy stuff happens during interviews so yes. you don't want to miss out so check just, them out guys yes so thank you all again for listening you followed us for 10 episodes straight keep going thank you so much <laughs> um and once again shout out to rja ghost tours make sure you guys check them out they are awesome they give more information during the interview so make sure you go listen right now 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 Meow. Now. <laughs> Go listen right now. Are you still listening? Right now. Go right now. And play. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Remember to always stay. Hello, scary dolls. We are here with Robert with RJA Ghost Tours and with David. Hi, David. <laughs> David's being kind of shy. He's in the corner. <laughs> Come on, David. We don't bite. He's scared of us. Reel him in. How about back? <laughs> there so we go. do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and what you do on your tours that we just experienced? Sure. So we take people on haunted sightseeing tours through downtown San Antonio and downtown Corpus Christi, where we share history, ghost stories, and give you a unique way to see your city. Dave? Yeah, we do uh, San Antonio, seven different haunted sites, about two-hour tour. Um, it's pretty amazing. Almost every night we have people sending us photos or just telling us weird stuff that happened to them. It is a pretty fun experience. Corpus Christi, even more hands-on. You get, a, get up close and personal with all the sites, get equipment to use. It's a very unique experience. There's no other Sorry, tour out there like this. Could you say it again, please? Uh, We're hungry. When I don't need you, Siri, you talk to me. And when I need you, I don't get anything. Do you remember we said ghosts can mess with electronics? Uh, yes. Even oh. Siri is susceptible. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Siri's been talking out of place lately. I need to turn her off. We've actually had a few guests. They've been eating at the Rita's on the River. And um, two different guests now in the past month both said that their phones have been weird. One guest uh, kept texting her daughter, who was across from her. She had her phone in her book bag, and it would reply to whatever message was sent. And another guest, her phone, uh, same thing in her purse. It kept calling one of her friends. Uh, both of them didn't have their phones on them or like with them in, like, oh, wow. in their pocket. Just kept going off. Mm -hmm. So it's been something that's been happening quite a bit in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, are you still going to quit your job? Yeah. No, you're not. Stop. No, you're not. And I'm going to move. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> May I recommend New Orleans? No. <laughs> Number one. That's a hell no. So I was telling Robert, Robert earlier during our tour that I deeply regret my first statement that I made in our first episode because we actually did a couple of haunted locations here in San Antonio that we covered. I think I made a comment like, I don't think San Antonio is that haunted. Mm -hmm. But I think it's honestly because I've lived here my whole life. So I'm used to like the urban legends. I'm like, oh, I've heard that before. I need something new. Let me look somewhere else. But being on the ghost tour and learning the history about my own city, I'm like, wow, it's it's haunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, on the tour, we barely scratch the surface of what's going on. We could probably do two hours 
at our first location alone. There's just so much in the city. Yeah. You could spend a whole night at the Menger Hotel. I mean, you could spend a whole night at any of the sites that we visit. Yeah, that is so awesome. So what do you love most about the paranormal? That's weird like me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. David? He is weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is that, you know, even though it's like the same job, not, it's never the same. Like I can do... We can go to do investigations, even at the same place, and just have two completely different results. So, even though the prep is the same, you know, we know what's going on. When we actually get there, so much, so much different stuff that can happen that always keeps energy. It's always interesting, and I get bored too easy. So I, I love that it's always, mm-hmm. it's always new. And there's you just when you think you've seen it all, something weird, something even weirder happens. You're like, okay, well, I guess pigs really do fly. <laughs> so, I'll have to concur with David. It's it's definitely a different experience every every day. We 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 put these shirts on and we put these name tags on, you know, and you expect you know what's going to go down. You know what we're the stories we're about to tell, but it's just so unpredictable. Things happen and throw us off all the time. It's almost like your Superman uniform. Yeah, like you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> next. Right. <laughs> So speaking of the unexpected, on the top of your head, would you be able to tell us what's the craziest experience that's ever happened on a ghost tour? So I have one that sticks out to me. This was before, this was pre-David, back when I did tours in uh, Corpus Christi. We had a tour called, it was called Tour 666. And it took place on County Road 666, right in San Patricio County right outside Corpus Christi. And we were on tour and very similar to how we did a podcast with you. We had the local newspaper who had just started doing vlogs, like on a video, join us on tour. And that tour is on a van and we were driving down road 666 and we got down and I'm telling a story on a bridge over a river. And we we started hearing like these pig noises, like almost demonic. And so we were equipped with all kinds of stuff. We have spotlights, we have lasers, flashlights, all kinds of stuff. And so towards the direction of where we were, everything was dark. Um, we turned on all of our spark spotlights to see what it was and nothing was there. And when we turned our lights back off to return back to the tour, we could see a massive three dark shadowy figures, one in the center taller than the other two coming towards us. And we were like, oh. So we hit the lights back on and again, and it's just gone. And I would probably say that caught me off guard the most because we're being interviewed. We're doing a tour. So I'm not expecting any of this. And then we hear these noises. We're like, what's that? Nothing. Go back. And then we're like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think that was around the same time. My wife had a very, very uh, vivid sleep paralysis episode i don't know if you have heard of those yeah we actually are the second episode oh really second episode yeah second or third episode we talked about so sleep paralysis. right after this experience my wife wasn't on tour um i came home and my wife had a very vivid sleep paralysis episode where three dark figures came to the foot of the bed <gasps> speaking to her in tongues she doesn't speak in tongues but she could understand that what they were saying was tell him to stop Oh. We're not sure what they were referencing, but that happened shortly after this tour. So I guess that oh what God. happened on tour led to an event that happened in our personal life. Yeah. But I would say that's the craziest thing off the top of my head. I can tell you probably a hundred stories, but off the top of my head, that that peaks at pretty high for me. Yeah. 
Damn. Dude, seriously? <laughs> oh my god. We had a lady go into labor on tour as well, and we had to call medical services to come and take her to the hospital. But... During that tour? No, that was oh. a different scenario. Just another <laughs> something else that's happened. Well, and now now you're going to uh, you know, you're going to see a heart attack happen on <laughs> No. Hopefully he's in... on your interview. Don't do that. If you wait till afterwards your liability. <laughs> he's like, "Can you step out of the building, please?" Please get someone escort you. He's got camera shakes, you know why. Ashley Allen funny to see the camera. Oh no. But I would say that's one of our most uh, pretty real experience. And that almost ended my career right there. But I, I feel, not to be cliche, but I feel like some sort of calling, like I need yeah. to be here. Uh, I am a. I am a religious person. I do believe in God. And I didn't catch that. Of course you did. Oh, There's no. again. God. I'm like... And so I don't know if I'm drawn to this to do something bigger or if my goal in life is just to entertain people or... I don't know. I guess we'll just continue with the show. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of all the creepy stuff that's happening during this interview, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your headquarters? Yeah. So we're headquartered in a 108 year old haunted building. We're one block from the Alamo and we've been told many stories about this building. Uh, I know for, for me, one of the first stories that was told when we first drove into this building and the valet guy saw our signs on our vehicles, RJ goes to where they immediately came and tells us this story about them standing on the elevator landing, waiting for an elevator. And as he was waiting for an elevator, uh, a lady came up wearing kind of an outdated dress, but he didn't think anything of it. I mean, we are in the smack down middle downtown. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of productions going on outside. <laughs> Out of the corner of his eye, he sees her. You, you know, they're waiting for the elevator. Elevator doors open, so he goes to politely let her in her first, ladies first, right? So the lady steps into the elevator and vanishes. Just gone. Mm. Ashley, you ready to go on that thing? No. <laughs> and it was that elevator that we took coming oh, out. Of course it was. Yeah, okay, Ash, out. look, if you the elevator or the stairs to get out of here. Is there stairs? <laughs> there are stairs. There okay, elevator. I'm mad. I can't do that. <laughs> to expand on that story, I was coming down when we were moving in. We were we had a lot of late nights moving in and out, so there was a lot of going up and down, down to the garage, coming up by myself. And one one of the times that I came down, I'm walking out, and y'all saw that stairwell that went up, right? Yeah, that beautiful marble. Out of the peripheral vision, I swear I could see a guy was standing right there, and I thought he was like like a legit guy, like a, well, not that he wasn't a legit guy, but like a human here today, alive guy. And so I looked over to greet him, but when I looked over to greet him, he was gone. And that was just kind of, you know, out of the side view, you're, I hate it when that happens. Always yeah. Happens mm -hmm. when you're not expecting That happened it, to me on tour. You're yeah. actually with me. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> I was recording. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were yeah. whispering. I was recording you and Robert, and then I swear I saw somebody behind me. So I moved out of the way because I thought I was in their way. But when I looked forward, I was like, wait, there's Robert. Yeah, that happened Ashley on the corner, right? By the garage. Yeah. You were asking me, is that garage haunted? That's it. I'm quitting. Okay. I'm quitting. 
You're oh, not, you don't yeah. need that garage. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 You're giving Ashley a hard time. There was time. actually one tour I was doing with your garage, and uh, the entire time I was at the governor's palace, there, I, I could have sworn I saw just two people standing up there, like staring. Oh, I do remember you telling weird. me. I thought it was him checking up on me. No, I he did. Like, hey, are you like on top of the garage? I feel like you know, there's some people watching me and stuff. He's and, like Batman like, watching you on tour. <laughs> I mean, I figure you know he he was out taking uh, some of the professional yeah. pictures of the oh, area yeah. for it. So oh, like okay. he was down here doing so. so I figured, okay, Dave, okay. I see you didn't tell him about that one ghost. Uh, you want to go back and try that again? <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe he's getting like action shots or something like that. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. He's like, no, bro. Like, I'm on the other side of the town. I'm like, well, that's pretty creepy. And like, all you can see is the black palace. You, you have told me before that weird people stalk you. So, yeah, I mean, maybe this is one what? of your crazy stalkers. Yeah, maybe. Oh, we'll say that for another episode. Soon. Yeah. Here at RJA Ghost Tours. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Tours. Working downtown, you get a lot of paranormal activity from a lot of uh, collaborating. Interesting. Collaborating with scary, not scary podcasts. <laughs> That's perfect. You're natural. <laughs> <laughs> One other cool thing with the, like the ghost stories about our building, uh, we are maybe less than a month ago now. Uh, we had a like, private tour. They come here, use bathroom break, kind of a like a halfway rest stop. Our van and uh, I had done my 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 walking tour, and I was going to go on the van tour, finish, help finish it up. And so I come in here, sit all my stuff down, turn on all the lights, just like it is right now. It's like, okay, I got some time. I'm going to use the restroom. Just wait. I'm ready for everything. Come back. I come back in. All the lights are off. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I look over at a little mini fridge. And we have that light inside set to stay on. So it kind of looks cool. And even the light in the mini fridge was just off. And so I had to go through that the fridge. mini fridge. <laughs> yeah. That so mini fridge. I had to go it's through the fridge. Everything mini back fridge. on. How do you feel about that? <laughs> what do you mean, talk back? I need one out of this building. I <laughs> talk back. The temperature is mini 30, 40 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird. So we like, came in, it was like just like all the lights turned off. Like once the bathroom it was, it was creepy. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, the ghosts are trying to save some energy. I guess you know. Yeah, that, that could be hard. Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, but that happens to me at home. Remember, I was telling you. Yeah. So I always swear that my boyfriend turns on the light outside, like to the patio. But I always turn it off after I let our dog out, and then when I come back, like in the morning, the light switch is on, and I'm like, no. I turned you off. I know I did. <laughs> it could be the ghost from his other apartment that followed y'all. See, what you Maybe. need to do is, uh, there's Aww. actually a ton of cool apps out there that's super easy. I use one called Alfred, the home security mm-hmm. app. You link your Google account to it, and you can set up a phone as like a monitor or as a camera. And it does motions and little clips. Uh, so you can actually take uh... an old cell phone, you download Alfred, you sign it to your Google account. And then, like, for me, I just use a piece of, like, painter's tape to put up on the wall. And plug it in so it's like facing wherever I want stuff to happen. And so super cheap, super, super inexpensive. Um, unless you have a really good, unless you're using a newer phone with good night vision, you're going to want to turn on like an ambiance light wherever it's at. But you can get some really cool stuff, really good stuff. And set and I mean, everyone's got two or three old phones lying around. So it's basically free. Mm. Um, so super efficient app to use. Did I they pay you to advertise. <laughs> no, Not I mean, sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> I use them for my home security Alfred, we'll be waiting for our check. <laughs> I mean, if they want, if they want me to spell, you know. Wait, no, RJ Ingalls Tours and Scary Not Scary Podcast. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to check to be big enough for the five of us. Here. <laughs> yeah, I, I do use them for, like, just my standard home security stuff because, you know, I'm too cheap to go out buy an actual camera. That's, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Damn, Alfred. 
He better be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's the name of the ball. We're talking about ghosts. So. Yeah, true. So, true. Yeah, it's pretty cool right there. I was like, oh, Alfred, Batman, I gotta do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell them? Um, we have we all we did y'all's walking tour, and you did mention that you have a van tour. Can you tell them a little bit about those van tours that you guys? Yeah, do? so we also have a twelve passenger van that we use for VIP tours and driving tours. And, uh, we take people in the van tour. We can custom create like a team building activity or corporate event, and we'll take you to the sites that we can't otherwise take you to on our walking tour. We can drive you to those sites. Get you guys some paranormal investigation equipment, teach you how to use it, let you go hands-on, conduct your own little mini paranormal investigation, and take you to some some more sites. Ooh, wow. That is I definitely want to do that. Yeah, me too. Oh. Cemeteries. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come it'll on, Ash. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Nick will be there. Okay. <laughs> He's that probably helps. more scared than her. Hey, no, he'd be like, go do it, babe. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> so um, when we first um, got introduced with y'all, um, you mentioned about being an ambassador. What's the so, correct term? Because I know we got it wrong the first time. Yeah. So yeah. we're all of us are certified tourism ambassadors. Okay. That's an industry designation given to us by the Certified Tourism Ambassadors uh, Network, the CTA Network. And if you look at what we're wearing, we're all wearing these gold pens like David has there. Yeah. This signifies that we're certified tourism ambassadors. And what that is, is that's a course that we go through with Visit San Antonio. Visit San Antonio is the organization that markets our city for conventions, for tour tourism, things of that nature. And so they put us through a course. We get like a binder and we read all the information. And then they test us on the knowledge about the city. And that way, when you know that when you're going on a tour with a certified tourism ambassador, that you're getting the most accurate and up-to-date information. That is yeah, nice. The, the binder was like 300 and something pages. Of yeah, I wish I had it here wow. to show you. Yeah, it was, and um, I do have a picture of the van pulled up, though. So this is Oh, our, there's the van. There's our ghost van. That's my lovely oh. wife, Lodisa. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Nice. She drives it. I want to drive it. <laughs> Just you don't want to check out what that was done. Come you on. You sign here, here, and here. Those are. Uh, I tried on your sign. The <laughs> That's the most I'll let you do, Garo. I'm like, you tried on your sign. sign. Yeah. Even I don't get to drive the van very often. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got tenure. <laughs> I told him, like, we got the van tour going. It's like, I called dibs because I've been walking in the Texas seat for four years. Like, I get first dibs on air conditioning. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. The van tour is awesome. So you do tours here in San Antonio? And Corpus, Corpus. Christi. And we, we want to launch in um, every haunted city in America. So we're, we're working on the next three cities, which we haven't released yet. Okay, mm. nice. But you heard it here first. I'm scary, <laughs> not scary podcast. <laughs> That's definitely going to be our intro. Just yeah. So. <laughs> We're just going to like take your voice and you're just going to be our intro for all of our episodes right. coming up. <laughs> He's going to want to check. Where's <laughs> my check? Alfred's supposed to be sending us a check. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. 
Oh, also one more thing on tour. You mentioned a blog. We do. We do have a blog. So we, we have everything from ghost facts to paranormal evidence to ghost stories, experiences on tour. Uh, check out our blog at rjaghosttours.com. I'm not talking to you, Siri. If <laughs> uh, you scroll down to the bottom of the screen, you just click on blog. We just did a really big blog on uh, the ghost of Christmas. And so we're trying to bring back telling ghost stories as a holiday tradition. And we talk about that in our blog extensively. Yes. Yeah, there's two or three, like two or three blog posts a month put up there. Uh, always new content. It's even I go through and read all the time. It's pretty. It's really cool stuff. Sites we talk about sites that we don't go on on tour. Sites that we've been told about. Uh, other things about the city. It's it's jam packed full of very interesting information, and it's very wow. well done. I'll have to say our writers. We have professional writers on our team. They're phenomenal. So if anybody wants to join your team, they'd have to take their courses, correct? Oh, yes. So okay. if you were to be hired by us, we put you through all the training and all the courses. We pay for it. Yeah, so you oh. have to go through the CTA class of that. And we also train all of our team as investigators. So they go through this little internal course we have. So we teach them uh, basically the basics of paranormal investigating, get them familiar with all the equipment, basically teach them how to be an investigator that way. While they're on tour doing stuff, they can answer all the questions. They have to, they have to experience and stuff like that. A lot of times we'll bring them into places and have them check stuff out. That way they have, they have the actual experience. They can, you know, it's not just, oh, I heard this or, you know, I think it's this. It's they've, they've learned it and they know it. And we call that our certified ghost experts. And that's our certified ghost expert course, basically. So every person on our team is a certified ghost expert and a certified tourism ambassador. I want to wow. be a certified ghost expert. Me too. Not, not the tour one, but you know. Oh. I don't know history. It don't stick in my head. So history is very important in paranormal investigating Dang. because it's the basis of yeah. what we need to understand about the location, yeah. right? So we have to know what happened here to know why it's haunted. And that's yeah. why history is so important. And that's why you'll find our tours are history heavy. Mm. Yeah. 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 I know. So in paranormal investigating itself, it's like probably... 75% history and research. It's like writing a college mm -hmm. term paper, uh, like finding out, did this person actually exist? Did, they, did this stuff actually happen? Trying to find the truth. Ghost stories are like fishing stories. You caught one this big, but by the time your uncle hears it, it's like that big. Yeah. Yeah. We got to find the truth behind the legend, behind the lore. Um, and then we go investigate, and that's probably like 10%. And then, you know, if our foreign investigation using several cameras and different equipment, we have hours and hours and hours of footage, audio stuff that we have to go through. And for, you know, just for accuracy reasons, it's not like I listen to one thing and then it's done. We rotate through people. So the same audio or video files going through three or four different mm. people's hands. We're not sharing information. It's the small, like a small portion of what investigating is about is the actual in-person, like you see on TV with the equipment and that kind of stuff. Most of it's just research and then hours of review. We spend a lot of time in the archives and we spend a lot of time interviewing people and we spend a lot of time looking through photos. Wow. Like I was telling you about earlier, looking yeah. through those photos and then boom, you hit one. And sometimes you have to take hundreds and hundreds of photos just to get one one thing. Like the photo I showed, I took a hundred pictures and I got one thing and there's been times I've taken more and got nothing out of it. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's a numbers game. And what building was that at? 
Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> That's the Spanish governor's palace. Next to Ashley's we've, work. <laughs> we've captured some pretty compelling evidence of paranormal activity in that building. Yeah, that's that's actually the most active site on our tour for <laughs> There you go. Most active. It would be. It so would be. So speaking of that, when we were when y'all let us go around and take pictures, I was I took one picture. I turned around and I looked at you because Ashley was asking me some questions on the camera. And when I turned back, my camera was taking 100 photos. The burst mode? Yeah, the burst yeah. mode. But I didn't press burst mode. I just pressed for one picture and I just turned around and it was just going and going and going. I was like, uh, okay, I'm going to stop. That's when you said, my phone's going crazy. Yeah, my phone yeah. is glitching. Well, apparently so. it's coming and all of our series are going off and all that junk. Yeah, when I don't yeah. need Siri, Siri starts talking to yeah. me. <laughs> like, well, well, when you about. said, uh, I believe in God, Siri was like, I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is y'all's favorite location on the tour? On this, on the walking one? Without giving anything away for yeah. people who haven't come. but My, Like as far as aesthetics? Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. My favorite location is the San Fernando Cathedral. It, it's a beautiful building. Yeah. I, I I just love looking at it as we're walking up. I'm constantly staring at it. It's breathtaking. It really beautiful. is. Truly yeah. is. Breathtaking sights on our tour. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Mine is the same, but one, because it's extremely beautiful, but two, for me, that's actually my personally my most active site. I've had a ton of weird things happen to me while at the cathedral. He has. They're really? stalking him. Right? Yeah, whatever's They're there. Stalking I, him. Whatever's there, I don't think it likes me too much. Oh. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of weird things happen to me. At the what cathedral. did you do to them? <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> I don't know. They're all that I'm, guy's back. <laughs> I'm okay with them not liking me. If they're gonna keep doing weird things while I'm on tour, I'm yeah. down. Yeah. So how about nothing happened tonight though, right? Give me not a lighter. Not that we saw. That's yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like, give me a lighter. We all turn around. She's gone. Yeah, she, was, she was gone. Oh, She's like, hey, God. do you have a lighter? And then we're like, what the heck? And then you turn back around and she wasn't there. Yeah. She's like, forget y'all then. <laughs> she was probably like, I don't need y'all's lighter. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of interesting people that come. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're walking around tenant. Well, alive yeah. and yeah. dead. Especially when we got the, you got ghosted. Oh, the drunk oh, ghost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've had a lot of them. And then, and then Robert ended up helping them with directions. <laughs> was it the same one? Yeah, it was the same I was like, don't help them, don't help them. We helped them anyway. You're a better person than I am. I know. They clearly don't understand what that means. Has anyone, like, ever just randomly joined the tour? We are maybe we're very vigilant. Larger groups we like you guys have to glow six on with larger groups we oh, okay. identify people. You've been marked. We don't always <laughs> keep them the same color too, you know. So we like, oh they always wear green, we show up and we're wearing purple, they're like, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> so we do that small groups, it's very easy for me to see who's there. And there are a few laws, even though we're in the public, there's a few laws in Texas that help keep it where people can't legally you don't want to get busted for theft of services in taxes yeah oh yeah that's <laughs> smart with the glow stick thing yeah. though we've, we've had a few people get irritated by it but it's like hey you know i don't make the law sorry you gotta you gotta go otherwise i gotta have someone remove you yeah for most part people are like oh i'm so sorry they don't realize it's a paid thing yeah um, oh okay I, or um, at least that's what they tell me most of the time lies they sit on the throne of lies maybe so is um, 
Is there anything else you want to let our listeners know about RJA Ghost Tours? So we do our tours all year round. It's not just a Halloween season thing. So we invite you to come out and experience the paranormal with us. And it would be our pleasure to share with you one of America's most haunted cities. And of course, to keep up to date with all of what's going on, our expansions, that kind of stuff, uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, RJ Ghost Tours. Um, follow us on YouTube. We're getting ready to launch a series on there. Uh, Ooh, in subscribe. So, look at this guy releasing stuff. Smash that to <laughs> oh, do we need to edit that out? No. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. <laughs> we have an awesome Well, it's out us. now. <laughs> He's like, I guess. Subscribe before we have content. <laughs> we got like four commercials on there. So follow us on Facebook for the most up-to-date stuff. A lot of times that's where kind of our little teasers come out before most people get the stuff. We'd love to, we love fun stuff that goes on there. Kind of keep our, keep our ghost group interested. Mm-hmm. And you said that if you text ghost. To 39970, you'll receive all of our contact yes so make sure you check them out guys their ghost tour is really fun really informative we learned so much ashley got super scared i'm Yay! putting my job <laughs> she's putting in her two weeks on monday two weeks so now she's gonna come and um become a ghost tour ambassador <laughs> <laughs> it's her dream job it's her dream job guys we're hiring <laughs> i'll just be like this this is a building that's old and there's dead people. Okay, it's, let's go. We're good. <laughs> we have, we're, let's walk. <laughs> let's walk. Let's walk. <laughs> would you like, would y'all like to close out our podcast episode with us? Sure. Okay. Okay, scary dolls. Until next time, remember to always stay scary. Wait, don't go anywhere. One more thing we forgot to mention. We have footage of the ghost tour on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check it out. And yes, we have a special guest. Her name is Sabrina. Sabrina. Yay, tell them, go check it out. Check like it out. Subscribe. Thank you. She's just <laughs> breathing hard. <laughs> Sabrina, Sabrina. Later, hoes.